Most salespeople run from the words role play. They don't want anything to do with it. They're scared of it. They can't role play. They won't role play. And they're not really your competition. If you want long-term success in sales, you really do have to find ways, elements, times, and people to role play with. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at the How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California. Today, today's a good day. Coming to you live from the How to Sell Show studios. And we are going to talk about the two biggest four-letter words that scare salespeople like you would not believe. Today, we're going to talk about role play. And for whatever reason, for salespeople, role play is like kryptonite. I go to companies. I go to organizations. I set up times to meet with salespeople. And the excuses that I hear range from crazy to ridiculous. Uh, there's companies that I'll go work with and salespeople all of a sudden they see they're like, Oh, time to role play. Got an emergency phone call. Oh, got a nosebleed. Oh, I got a migraine. Like, Oh, I couldn't make it. The wife was pregnant and had a kid found out yesterday. Like it is absolutely insane for the reasons that people do not want to role play. You really want to know what it comes down to? You want to know the real deal why salespeople don't want to role play? They don't like to role play? Here's the thing. One, they don't want to be judged. They just don't want to be judged. They don't want to be looked at and said, where are your skills at? And they don't want to show the team, like, I'm not very good at what I do. And that judgment is huge because, you know, if if they don't show the team that they got the skills... Someone's going to call them out and say, you're taking my leads. You're taking my ups. I want your leads. I want your ups because you're not very good. You know, they may say, I may look dumb. I may not be able to prove that I belong in the team and I may look silly and it's going to cause a lot of problems for me. I say, hey, look dumb. Look dumb all day long in front of your sales team. Get better at what you do and get paid. Like, you know, the, all this masculinity of like, I'm okay. Everything's going to be all right. You got to know when to ask for help. I was in a course with some very high-level entrepreneurs, and one of the things that I found out that I went, ooh, that's super important, I better be paying attention here, is the top, the top entrepreneurs have a therapist. You're like, Scott, why, why would that matter? Because they get the stuff that's bothering them off their chest. They know what to say. They know what to do. They know how to make the moves. People don't want to role play because they're scared of showing what they're doing. They may be completely off the mark or they may be closing deals. And if they are closing deals, they're scared their content's going to get ripped off. And what you need to know is when you take a look at how sales work, when you take a look at how you do anything, 80% of salespeople will not do anything with sales training. You will hear me say this a lot. My YouTube videos, in my podcast, most salespeople are lazy. It's just the truth. They are. And in good markets, there's tons of lazy salespeople. In bad markets, you have to be very good at what you do because there's plenty of very good salespeople out there and very opportunistic buyers that want the best deal that they can get, and they wait for markets. 
In the last 100 years in the United States, I don't know where you're listening from, but I'm going to give you United States stats you modify to your country and your region. In the last 100 years, there's been 18 major downturns in the market, okay? So when you take a look at the math on that, it means that roughly every six years, every six and a half years, there's a problem that you're going to face with a market. And if you're in sales for 20 years or 30 years, you are going to roughly see five to seven times where the market dips and where the market expands. 20% of salespeople have their own style. They're going to look at what you do and they may like pick apart one or two things and they're going to go, I like this. I like that word track. I like what that was said. I like how this was done, but they're not going to use your process. It's going to be your recipe. So who cares who's watching? Who cares what's going on? I've had people say, hey, Scott, you want to role play in front of me? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. They're like, you know, there's another trainer in the room. I'm like, yeah, I got better skills. Sometimes it's an ego thing. Like, hey, I've got no problem. I'll show them what I'm up to. And there's been plenty of times where I've put to task people who are like, oh, I'm really good at sales. And they're like, ooh, I guess I don't know everything that I'm supposed to know about sales. And uh, I'll take this information. And even then, they can't duplicate it because they don't have the skills. They don't have the talent. And I'll tell them right to their face. This is where you have to understand that tactics and strategies are two different things. I can show you a word track. And without you working on it, that's a tactic. That's a punch or a kick. If you role play it, it becomes a strategy because it becomes your own. It becomes native to you. It makes it very easy for you to roll out. It makes it very easy for you to say. And if you've been out of sales for an extended period of time, vacation, sick, you know, national emergency, whatever's going on, you have to get back in because there's timing, there's conversation, there's words that you need to know, there's things that you need to say. And when you take a look at the math, it works out to something like this. For every minute of role play that you do, it puts you 60 minutes ahead of your competition. Now, if you were going to go to Las Vegas and you were going to go put some money on the table, you got one to 60 odds. So you put down $10, they pay out 600 I will take that all day long, all day long. Your competition, lazy on the couch right now. They're not listening to podcasts. They're not watching YouTube videos. They're not reading books. The crazy stat in the world of sales says the average salesperson spends less than $25 a year on themselves. You could just go down the path. I've been in too many sales teams. I've seen too many times where I've said, hey, how much have you spent on yourself this year? Raise your hand if it's over $25. And half the team, they're like, what? No, I'll wait for my my company to pay for me. I'll wait for my sales mommy, my sales daddy to pay for me. I'm like, oh my goodness. I mean, this is very telling. This This is the way that it is. Almost everywhere that I go, the industries that I've been in, finance, insurance, cars, in home sales, plumbers, roofers, heating and air conditioning technicians, heating and air conditioning salespeople, window salespeople, like you name it, this is the play. Like most salespeople, you. You have to know that the people that you're selling against are lazy, unconditioned, price matchers, discounters, and sell off a charm. That's it. They've got nothing. And so for every time that you role play and every time that you're willing to step to the bat and get made fun of by your team members and get picked apart, you're literally jumping an hour ahead of them. You're literally jumping two hours ahead of them. If you role play enough, you will be miles ahead of them. A good market Good market, there's salespeople everywhere. They think they're salespeople. They think that they're closers or not. Bad market, the opportunistic buyers come out and you'll find out who true salespeople are. If you can make it through a down market, you can crush it in an up market. Yeah, I was in a Facebook group uh, yesterday and this guy gets on and says, hey, 
you know, I'm a trainer and somebody took my content and ripped it off and, and they're using it and they're showing people, you know, my recordings. What do I do? And I said, look, here's a deal. You keep creating, you keep working, you keep putting in time and effort. They can't teach it like you can. They may be able to say like, hey, here's, here's the tactic, but they can't teach the strategy. They're not going to be able to do what you can do. They're not going to be able to know what you know how to know. And it's the same thing when you're doing role play. You could show 10 salespeople exactly the recipe for success. Eight of them are going to go, yeah, too much work. Two of them are going to go, I like it, but it's not how I would say it. And they're probably going to take what you do and they're going to adapt it to themselves. That's why they're in the top 20%. They've taken 85 different things and they've adapted it to their own. And occasionally somebody may take it and they're going to go, I'm going to do exactly what you're doing. And then they get bored with it and they're like, eh, it's not mine. It's not mine. So like, here's, here's what you should be looking at. If there's ever an opportunity where they're like, hey, sales guy, you want to role play in front of sales pe- 10 salespeople? You should raise your hand. You should jump up and you should run in front of the room and say, yep, do it. Because you're never going to have that much pressure from a buyer. You're not ever going to have 10 buyers looking at you in most transactions going, you said this wrong. You said that wrong. You did this. You did that. Like you want to, you want to get really good at sales, put yourself under a ton of pressure. You want to get really good at closing deals, put as much pressure on you in a a training position and at a table than what you would ever do with your buyer, because it's going to be an easier load for you to carry in a sales presentation. I guarantee it. I, I, I sit through sales presentation after sales presentation. The closers are always the guys that volunteer first. I'll do it. I'll go. Yeah, put me in coach. I want to play. I'm going to decimate everybody in this room. I'm going to flaunt in front of my skills. And then you know what's going to happen is they're going to give up. They're going to be like, I'm never going to be as good as that sales guy. I'm never going to be as good as that closer. So, you know, the real reasons why you have to role play is you can get out of shape. Over time, you start taking elements out of your presentation. You start adding elements in your presentation, and you didn't know it. This is why you need to have a baseline. Whenever things are going good, record your presentation. When things are going bad, you record your presentation. Then you go to something like otter.ai, and you have them transcribed, and then you build a checklist, and you start looking like, what did I do? What did I not do? What story did I tell? What story did I not tell? What joke did I tell? What story did I, or what joke did I not tell? And you know where to start looking for holes at that point. You got to get your timing and reactions right. There's a pitch, tone, and pace to every sales presentation. And everybody's a little bit different. My pace, tone, and pitch are going to be a little bit different than yours. But here's the thing. You can tell people who practice. Their enunciations are right. Their timings are pretty close. Their pitch is pretty close. And it just, it seems like there's a ton of confidence there because they've mastered the content. It's a mastery. And what will happen is when you look at whatever industry you're in, there's probably, let's say, six or seven objections. I'm going to tell you the six or seven objections that I've seen the most common after writing with salespeople. I want to think about it. I want to talk to other people. Your price is too high. Your product's no good. You guys suck. And I can wait longer. And for the most part, that's it. There's hybrid versions, and maybe your industry has a specialized one, but I want to think about it. Probably the most common objection that people get. I want to talk to other people. That's pretty close. Uh, that you know it could be I got to get three bids. Your price is too high. It happens a lot. Your product's no good. You guys suck. Which it's always interesting to ride with salespeople and have an actual buyer say, "Yeah, I really don't care for you or your service, but I called you anyway." It's very counterintuitive and good salespeople, they can close on that and I can wait longer. 
if you're in sales, you should be role playing every chance that you get and role play like it's make it really hard. Make the objections ridiculous. Make it objection after objection. Role play all six of those objections in a row. Role play them so like you're like, really? This will never happen in a sales call. It'll never happen in a sales call. Yeah, that's the one that you should be role playing. That's the one that you should be talking through. That's the one that you should be working through. Your competition, they're not doing it. I promise you. They're going to say role play, role play. You're talking about role play? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> they're, they just don't want to right? They're, they're, they, will, they will do everything they can to not have to do it. Alan Iverson in the middle of some NBA files was like, practice? Practice? We're talking about practice? And that's what your competition does. They look at it and they're like, I don't need to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get better. I'm not going to look at what I do. I'm not going to find a way for me to close more deals and and be better at what I do. Hey, the way that I look at it is if I'm going to run a hundred leads in a year, I've already got a sunk cost of time. And if I'm going to spend time with somebody, I'm going to ask them for business. And if they're going to give me an objection and they're going to be crazy enough to give me an objection, I'm going to find a way to overcome it and say, Hey, that's not going to work on me. You're going to spend the time in a sales call. Anyway, you're going to spend that time. Why not do everything possible to close that deal? And I will tell you that if you're in a sales presentation, you take one-tenth of the time of your sales presentation, and that's how much content that you're going to need for the most part. You're in a 60-minute presentation, it could take you six to eight minutes to close that deal. You're in a two-hour presentation, it may take you 12 to 15 minutes to close that deal. But most sales people, they don't know that. They got to move. They're like, well, if you don't like it and you're not happy, how much money do I got to take off? They don't go back to their presentation. They don't go back to earlier commitments that were made from the buyer. They just don't do it because they don't have the skills. They don't have the talent. They're not willing to role play. They're not willing to say and do what has to be done inside of an office to get ready. They just, they don't. I know I've said this about four times in this episode. Your competition is not that good. I have seen people who are supposed to be the best in the industry fold at two objections. I have seen people who are supposed to be closers go straight for a discount or price matching on multiple occasions. And it's not that they're good at what they do. It just so happens that they're good at charming a buyer and finding a way to get through the objection through a price match or through a discount or through their charm. You do have to put in the work. You do have to put in the effort. You got to practice. Role play is one of those things that it just, it takes time to get used to. It's uncomfortable in the beginning, but if you look at it like I'm investing in myself and for every minute that I role play, it puts me 60 minutes ahead of my competition. Start looking at that math. Those odds are amazing. Deals start getting closed. And what will happen is salespeople will say like, I role played once and it didn't do anything for me. The average time that you have to practice a word track is between 15 and 30 times. 15 and 30. That's the magic number. You're like, 15 to 30 times of role-playing and an objection? Yeah, absolutely. Try hundreds. But like the minimum amount of time, if I give you a, a word track of like, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, right? It's not a matter of if you're going to need the product or service. It's a matter of when you're going to need it. I have said that thousands of times, thousands of times. So for me, the timing's perfect. If you were going to try that for the first time, you would need to do it legitimately for 15 to 30 times for it to feel right for you. So if you're sitting down with a buyer and you're going to roll something out in your presentation the first time, it's going to fluster you. You're going to be like, it didn't work. I couldn't make it happen. And then you know what you do? You put it on the shelf and you never try it again. 
And then you're like, yeah, I've had sales training. I had a coach. I had a mentor and it didn't work for me. You want to know why it didn't work for you? Because you didn't role play. You didn't practice it. You didn't put it to effort 15 to 30 times. You tried it once. It didn't work. It didn't close the deal. So you went back to price matching and discounting, right? I'm very particular about this because I've been watching it so many times. I'll tell business owners, you don't have closers on your team. You got price matchers or discounters. No, Scott, it can't be right. Like, look, I promise you, it's true. It's true. Eight out of 10 salespeople should not be on a team. And if you're in sales long enough, you're going to look around and be like, not a salesperson, price matcher, discounter, banging the boss. There's all sorts of stuff that happens inside of an organization that allows for weak salespeople to be around. You want, you want to go from zero to hero real quick, start role-playing, start practicing. You will beat people in your office like you wouldn't believe, and you'll beat your competition. If you truly want to be good at sales, you really do have to put in the time, the energy, and the effort of role-play. Most salespeople will never do it. Your competition's lazy. Most of your coworkers are lazy. And it shows through their numbers and it shows through their capabilities. When you put in the time, the effort, and the energy to role play, you can blow the competition out of the water and you can get whatever you want in life. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.